Welcome to Behind the Warrior, a podcast presented by the EOD Warrior Foundation. This series will focus on resources, interviews, and topics impacting EOD warriors, their families, and the military community at large. Good afternoon, Mike. How are you? I'm good, Sherry. How are you doing? I am doing really well and excited to talk to our next guest. Yes, our next guest is Mark Fogel. Mark is the owner of Crab Zone, and he is a retired Air Force EOD officer. Crab Zone is an EOD family-owned business that Mark and Angelia started. Their mission is to provide high-quality and affordable lines of customized clothing, accessories, and personalized products to the EOD, bomb tech, and surrounding communities. Mark, welcome. Thank you very much, Sherry and Mike. Uh, glad to be here. Well, we are really glad to have you, and uh, we're looking forward to learning more about your business, uh, what you guys do, and also just getting getting some uh, advice and uh, wisdom and experience that you've had as a business owner. So thanks for being with us. And before we get into the business side of it, could you tell us where you grew up and why did you choose the Air Force as a career path? Well, um, I grew up as a military brat. Uh, my dad was in the Air Force, retired out of the Air Force. And uh, so we moved around a bit. Um, but I guess the place I, I call home would be Tennessee, because that's where I ultimately graduated from high school. Um, and then after high school, I basically joined the Air Force. So really, the Air Force is the, the only life I, I knew up until I retired. And I uh, chose the Air Force because, um, one, it's just kind of a, a family thing that uh, a lot of us have served in the military. Uh, both my older brothers, they were also in the Air Force. And when I talked to the recruiter and looked at the other branches, uh, they all had great things to offer. But um, since the Air Force was the life I, I kind of knew as a military brat, I just went with them. Wow, that's so cool because uh, I was in the same boat. My dad was Air Force. I grew up in the Air Force and uh, didn't really consider the other services. I, I really wanted to be in the Air Force, so I can kind of relate to that. And uh, how did you get to become an uh, EOD officer? What was that path like for you? Well, after uh, graduating high school, of course, I, I enlisted uh, in the Air Force. And uh, at that time, I didn't know what EOD was. Um, and so like everybody, I took the ASVAB and the recruiter showed me all the different jobs that I was qualified for. And this one really stuck out. Um, it talked about working with explosives, uh, working with secret service, uh, state department, just doing a lot of really cool things, especially, you know, blowing stuff up. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, shoot, that sounds pretty exciting. I like fireworks. I, I like, <laughs> I like that chance to, to blow something up. And so I put it down on, uh, my dream sheet, if you will. And, um, along with a couple other jobs and lo and behold, I got a class date for EOD school right after basic training. Mm -hmm. So you came in enlisted as EOD and then became an officer. What, how was that like? Right. Did you like, um, did you have college yeah, before you came so, in or did you do all your school while you were enlisted? Um, so I, I came in enlisted and I didn't have any college because uh, it was right after high school. And uh, I did 11 years as enlisted EOD. 
And when I was stationed in Korea, um, most of the listeners here probably know Jerry Bo, Jerry Shelton, retired Chief Shelton. Um, he really put a boot in my butt to get down and start taking classes when we were in Korea. And I, I really owe a lot to him for uh, getting me on the right path to continue my education. And so little by little, I took one class after another and until next thing you knew, I uh, finished up my degree and that's when I applied for OTS. Now, the interesting thing with that is in the Air Force, the EOD um, units, they all fall under civil engineering and all the EOD officers in the Air Force, they have to be civil engineers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to have an engineering degree. Well, my degree was was not in engineering, <laughs> and but I applied for waivers, and eventually I was able to um, get back into the EOD career field as an EOD officer uh, and ultimately retire as an EOD officer. Wow, that is that is pretty cool that uh, you had experiences both as officer and enlisted EOD uh, in the Air Force, and uh, I, I'm sure you've got some really cool stories to tell from from both uh, experiences. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel very blessed to have been able to experience both sides of that coin. That's for sure. Well, Mark, do you feel that your time as an enlisted service member actually pre- better prepared you to be an officer? I'd like to think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's the general sense among enlisted personnel is the prior enlisted officers tend to do a better job mm-hmm. uh, in some leadership roles and depending on the situation, the scenario. Um, but honestly, I, I'm hesitant to say, oh, yes, I was definitely better because of it uh, because I, I don't know, I, I think... Um, the people I, I led are better to <laughs> to answer that question on how good I was or not. Sure. Right. I understand. And you're a very humble individual, so I can understand that for sure. Um, well, do you have a fun story that you'd like to share about your time as an EOD technician? Do you have anything funny or really unique that stood out uh, for you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gosh, I, I have a lot of them. Some of them are locked away, never to be <laughs> heard of again. But uh, just because EOD folks, we, we tend to have kind of a, a dark sense of humor sometimes. But, you know, the the things that I remember most or the, the fun times that I remember most are probably we call the reindeer games, which is, you know, pulling pranks on people and just, you know, having the, the good ribbing you know, with, with the fellow techs, um, gosh, I think the, probably one of my best ones that I remember was when I was in Iraq in 2009, 2010 timeframe. And over there, we, we worked for the army. Um, and there was, there was a sergeant on, uh, the battalion staff. Um, his name was Scott Conger. Hopefully he hears this. And <laughs> if he is, 
if he's listening right now, he's already shaking his head. <laughs> he's like, um, no, no, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I first met him, we immediately just kind of hit it off with the, the jokes back and forth. Cause you know how sometimes you, you just run across that one person where you don't know him, but you automatically kind of make that, that personal connection. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what, what happened with us. Um, but in a, a joking, you know, back and forth way. And there was one point during the deployment where he had forwarded some joke, funny joke to me on email. And I was scrolling down through cause it was a forward from a forward from a forward. I scrolled down through all the different people that were on here until I saw a name that, that I learned was his wife's name was her email and her, his former wife now. <laughs> and so I emailed her and I asked her to help me with a joke and asked her if she would email me a picture of Scott's mom, a full, full life size, you know, picture of, of his mom. And she was totally on board and she emailed me this picture of Scott's mom. And I took it down to the, the map guys in our squadron and got them to print out a life size <laughs> picture of, of his mom. And I took, cut it out and mounted it on some cardboard. So I, there I had a life size cardboard cut out of Scott Conger's mom. And I proceeded to take that thing everywhere and have her picture taken everywhere with all kinds of people. I mean, she traveled around Iraq. She had her picture taken with the base commander. She had her picture taken um, in my room. I kind of put her in the shower, you know, just all kinds of really funny situations. We have some pictures of her in the gun turret. Um, yeah. And so we did all this without him knowing it. And when we were getting ready to leave uh, country, we had a, a dinner with, with the army staff there. And we sat him down in front of the TV that was in the room and we pushed play on this nice video that set to music with his mom and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of scenes and questionable areas. And it was, it was classic. Um, after he saw that, he, he bowed down. He, he's like, yeah, I can't top that. No. Last I heard, his mom is still traveling around Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God he had a good sense of humor because you're still here, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that was pretty funny. That, you're right. I, 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 that I, was, that's, a, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another one that I don't know how much time we have, but another good one was uh, in Afghanistan on my last trip. Uh, I was up in RC North uh, working with the Germans and my German counterpart, he, he could speak English, but he had very limited, limited vocabulary. And the room where I worked, there was probably about 10 other EOD folks, you know, in a desk area, but it was all open. Um, and so, uh, 
I should back up a little bit. The Germans, they all have these nice, nice huts with their own rooms that they, they live in, uh, in Afghanistan. And they're, they also have this custom, customary, um, I guess, procedure process, whatever, uh, where they leave their boots outside their door, uh, at night. They don't take their boots inside. Well, I thought it would be really funny, um, to pull a joke on my counterpart. And I had my wife mail me <laughs> a, uh, a pair of red high heeled shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and when I got those shoes, I, I snuck over to, uh, the building where they, they live. And I put those high heeled red shoes right outside his door. <laughs> 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 and you know just giggling the whole time and then um the next day and and that's not where i left it that's where i should have left it i will say that <laughs> uh the next day i had um this other female who worked on the base uh i asked her if she would come into our area where we work and ask for her red shoes back. <laughs> um, and she did. And she is a very good actress. And she just kept persisting with, uh, hey, my red shoes. No, I need my red shoes back. <laughs> and he, now everybody else in the room, they were in on this joke. But my counterpart did not know this. And so he is actually getting really flustered and he starts just kind of getting upset over this whole situation. Um, and he, he wouldn't talk to me for a week, but we, <laughs> we made up, <laughs> we made up, but it was absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah. yeah. So you're a practical joker. Yeah. That's pretty prankster. cool. A prankster. <laughs> Got it. Uh, sometimes. 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 Yeah. Depends, huh? Yeah. Um, well, Mark, after you retired, um, did you know what you wanted to do? And what was the inspiration in creating Crab Zone? Well, um, yes and no all that <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in 2014 the air force went through the whole reduction of force where they started cutting back um and i actually got caught up in that uh in the riff and i like to tell people that you know i made civilian below the zone <laughs> because honestly i had planned to stay in um 30 years or as long as the military would would have me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't expect it to be to happen when it did. But in 2014, I was selected to um, for retirement just because uh, when the Air Force was downsizing, they looked at everybody in the civil engineering career field in my year group, and they had you know an, a certain number they had to to get rid of. And here I am, an EOD officer that does not have an engineering degree. And so I was kind of like the low hanging fruit there. Um, so 
I retired in, in December of 2014. Um, but six months prior to that, I had been talking to one of my good friends, um, which you guys know, Ryan Winger, Kip mm-hmm. Winger. And we were talking about this idea I had of starting, you know, an EOD store. And he, he really encouraged me to, to pursue that. Um, because we talked about, uh, you know, there just wasn't anything new and fresh for our, our community, you know, not fresh designs. And, you know, we're operating in an environment now where, you know, everybody's physically fit, everybody works out and we need that athletic performance where we, you know, we need comfortable stuff, things that we need stuff that our, our people actually want and they deserve it. Um, and so he really encouraged me to, to go down this path. But, uh, when I was going through tap class, what I tell people is in tap is that transition assistance program, um, where when, before you get out of the military, you go through this and they teach you how to basically be a civilian. Uh, they told everybody you have to write a resume, uh, unless of course you're starting a business. And I really did not want to write a resume. So I'm like, yeah, I'll start a business. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I tell people. But, um, no, I I just decided, you know what? Uh, After talking to my wife, um, she's like, you know, if this business is something you really want to do, you need to just, you know, jump into it, both feet. Don't get a job and do this on the side because if you do that, you'll, you'll never do it. You know, and she was absolutely right. Cause, um, yeah, I would have just been consumed by any other line of work and this business idea would have been a hobby that probably never would have happened. So yeah, we started looking at, um, starting business and EOD custom apparel and memorabilia business. And we just, yeah, started figuring it out from there. Well, we are very glad that you did. And did you did you have any entrepreneurial experience prior to opening Crab Zone, Mark? And I'd also love for you to share any challenges and pivotal moments in starting this new business venture. Sure. Uh, so I didn't have any experience or schooling background for, you know, to be an entrepreneur or business for that matter. Um, all the classes I ever took were in college were, you know, geared towards psychology and, um, you know, social work kind of stuff. And so I, I completely shied away from the business side because math numbers, you know, all (laughs) everything dealing with that, it just, uh, it was hard for me to wrap my head around. So I never had any background for that. Um, So with no experience, I literally just made it up as I went along, trying to do whatever made sense, really. Uh, I knew I wanted to have, you know, new shirt designs um, and stuff, but I didn't know how to make shirts. So I got on YouTube and started doing some research and got the equipment, and there was a lot of trial and error there, um, just trying to figure it out. And 
that that was really frustrating, um, to say the least. Then I realized that, um, you know, as I was learning how to do shirts, people started asking me um, if I could do, you know, a custom design or a custom shirt for them. And I had the equipment, so I thought, sure, why not? And so I actually started getting more and more people um, reaching out for me to do custom shirts. And it was frustrating because I didn't want to be a t-shirt shop. This isn't what I wanted to do. I want to have a, I wanted to have a store. I want to sell EOD stuff to people. I didn't want to be stuck in a, a production business. Um, and I, then one, and it was, like I said, very frustrating. And then one day the light bulb went off <laughs> and basically a voice said, you know, what, what are you, what are you so upset for? Because you're getting business, you're the the more business you get, the more money you make, and in turn, the more money I can give back to um, the community and the the EOD Warrior Foundation. Which that that part has always been one of the the tenets of my business is you know a portion of every sale goes back to the the foundation. So. Yeah, once I had that aha moment, like, you know, quit your bitching and just just keep doing what you're doing, then then I really embraced it. But yeah, some of the other challenges though was having a home based business for the first three years. Um, sure it's great to not wear shoes for three years <laughs> and be able to <laughs> walk down the hall, you know, in your bathrobe and and just start working. Um, but as we continue to grow, we started taking over one room after another room after another in our house. And if you're not careful, it's going to absolutely consume your house and it's going to create all kinds of, you know, just turmoil uh, because, you know, next thing you know, you have product stacked up in every corner and, um, yeah, it can create some stressful moments, but but we got through it after three years. <laughs> we we finally got out, moved the business completely out of the house. Mark, I know that you've uh, moved out of the house and you you moved into one location, and now you're you've moved into another location. So your business has grown. And you were describing um, yes. how you got started. Did you actually ever attend a business course, or did you go through the VA, or was it just like you said you you pretty much did this from scratch and did it on your own through trial and error? Um, no, I never never did do any business courses or through any of the VA programs. Um, the, the closest thing would be that tap class that I took before I got out of the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I should say and make it really clear that I didn't do this alone. Um, just like in the military, um, you, you have to surround yourself with people who are much smarter than you. And that's what I tried to do with this business. If I didn't know you know, a technical question or technical answer for 
anything relating to the business, I found the people who would know, whether it's an accountant or a business attorney or um, just somebody who can do math in their head. <laughs> you know, just anything like that. I, I always sought, you know, input from other people mm-hmm. just to help me along that way. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's pretty interesting just how, how you embraced becoming a business, business person and you've done so well at it. And, and I know that you and Angelia both have built this business and your team and uh, you guys do a fantastic job. And of course, we're so appreciative of what you do for our community and for the whole UD community as a whole. Um, you talked about initially starting out and how you wanted it to be. I think we talked about this earlier one time. Uh, it was like, I was, I was really interested and um, you had an idea of what you wanted to build um, apparel, athletic apparel for the EOD community, plus giving back, which, which you have done. And where are you at today? And how did you navigate those changes? Did you have to navigate the changes? Were you open to new changes? And uh, what, is it, what does it look like today compared to when you first started out as far as where you're at? Yeah, um, you know, we're, I feel like I'm constantly changing, um, just depending on, I don't want to say the mood, but just depending on, you know, what's going on um, around us, whether it's locally or on a more, much broader scale. Because um, when I started, my, my vision for Crab Zone was not to be an end-all, be-all for anything EOD. Um, rather, I knew our community had countless talented artists and a lot of specialty businesses out there that I wanted to help get uh, greater exposure for, uh, you know, a larger audience. Uh, and the fact that we're here in Niceville, Florida, which is essentially the mecca for EOD with the school and everything, um, I thought I could help help highlight those artists and other EOD businesses through you know, our store and through our website. Um, we, for a while there, we were doing uh, something called Featured Fridays, um, our uh, social media, our Facebook, where, you know, we weren't, we weren't offering up something for sale, but we we're trying to showcase and highlight, you know, other EOD or veteran-owned companies uh, to our, to our followers, to our fans, just as an alternative, like, Hey, you know, here's here's a company. They do this type of product. No, we don't sell it. We don't get kickbacks. We don't get anything like that. But um, our our community deserves the best. And so, if I can help bring the best to them, you know, just through our through our social media or some other platform, then I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I never wanted to be an end all be all for EOD. Right. So because of that, I feel like we are constantly evolving and changing because, you know, when we learn of something new, hey, let's get that out there. Let's show these people. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been in business for a while and you've diversified and you've also, like you said, you, you're featuring artists and, and you're featuring other types of products. And so obviously this requires a lot of work and long hours on your part. How do you balance 
being a business owner with your personal life? Do you, how, how does that work for you so that you can have time with your family and for yourself? Yeah. Uh, balancing <laughs> business and personal life. Um, I don't always do that very well. Um, especially when we were strictly a home-based business, uh, because I was constantly surrounded by, by work. Um, I tell you that balance is something I struggle with every day, even now that the business isn't in the house. Uh, but you really have to disconnect sometimes and remember to be there for the family. Um, if I have to schedule time specifically to hey, put everything down, be with the family, then I, I schedule the time. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise I'm going to, I know that I'll wake up one day and see that everyone's grown and um, all I have is just a, a bunch of regrets that, yeah, it, it's a challenge. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like what you said about scheduling time and I find that uh, uh, that kind of works for me. If I, if I don't write it down and, and make the time, then it'll be filled with, with something else. And so um, that, that's, that's pretty cool. You said that. Um, do you have any words of advice for other EOD technicians or veterans that are looking or, or family members that are looking uh, towards or getting close to retirement or separating from the military and they're, they're interested in starting a business of their own? What would, you, what would you say to them? Well, as far as retiring or separating from the military, um, all this is my own thoughts and feelings. You know, I can't speak for everyone, but... Uh, you can try and prepare, but I think it's still going to be a, a mental shock that a lot of people go through. I know I did because, you know, once you, one day you put on the uniform, going to work, the next day you don't. And it's just kind of a, yeah, it, it's a mental shock for me at least. But yeah, belonging to the community that's extremely tight knit as ours can be really hard to to suddenly not see you know our EOD brethren on a daily basis and you know some people depression sets in and what level of depression that is you know it's all dependent on the individual but yeah it's very easy to fall into kind of a rut right after you, you um, retire or you separate so I guess my advice also would be to um, stay connected. Um, yeah, stay connected somehow. Doesn't have to be with the EOD community, you know, but definitely with friends and family, for sure. Thank you for that, Mark. Um, great words of advice there. And. Do you have any lessons learned that you would like to share with our listeners in regards to opening your own business? Oh, yeah. Do your research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do your research. And I know I mentioned it a little bit ago, but surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Um, Cause when I started this, I had a vision and a mission, but no clue how to take that first step. And so, like I alluded to before, I I got a business attorney, um, you know, it cost me $300 to formally start Crab Zone. 
and the the attorney took care of all the paper file, all the paperwork filing. Um, yeah, they made sure all the T's were crossed, the I's dotted, um, and it, it really was worth it because it gave me peace of mind that it was all done correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing goes with accounting. If you're not big into numbers and, you know, if if numbers scare you, then get an accountant mm-hmm. and get somebody who can actually interpret stuff and and um, explain things to you or, or take care of it for you that you trust. So that would be, that would definitely be some of the lessons learned mm-hmm. and recommendations. Right. It's, um, yeah. But I'd also say that you also have to keep in mind that if you start a business, know that it's this is your your dream, nobody else's. Um, that doesn't mean that people aren't going to give 110 percent at the end of the day, but uh, at any given moment, the people who you work with um, that are not the business owner they can literally brush their hands off and, and be done. Mm-hmm. So you, you never want to take those people for granted. Um, because yeah, it's, I can't stress that enough. This is, this is your dream mm-hmm. and you, you have to make it work. So, right. but yeah, looking back, I've been extremely blessed and fortunate to have such amazing support from friends and family all along the way. Um, and I try not to take anybody for granted. Um, but I know I'm human and it's happened before, but yeah, people mm-hmm. like my wife, Angelia, um, and if they're listening, I'll just give a shout out now, you know, Angelia, um, Jen, who's our office manager and she continues to work with us. Um, she's my right hand for a number of years. Uh, Andrea, Kyle, Howard, Becca, Abby, Summer, Mallory, Robert, Michael. <laughs> that's your Crab Zone team right there. I mean, I couldn't do it without these guys. And that's just our current staff. Um, there have been people who come and have gone who have given 110% along the way. And they they helped bring us to where we are today. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just love them all. Yeah. Well, I I love that message that you just said. Um Mark, you know, when I when I think about Crab Zone, I think about it as a family affair, you know? Um you feel it when you walk in the store. I think the interactions that I personally have had with with you and your staff and your family members has always been positive and helpful. And if if I come in with a crazy idea, um, you guys really try to work, you know, work to build something that yeah. that meets the needs that that we have here at the foundation, or if it's a personal need. So that's very much appreciated, and and thank you for sharing that. And um, you have a lovely family, both both staff and and your family. So <laughs> yeah, well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Couldn't do it without all their support. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well. Mark, tell us tell us about the products that you have to offer the EOD family, and 
You know, I know that you've expanded to doing custom orders and you also um, initially were exclusive to the EOD community, but I think that has changed over the years as well. So any of those things that you can share would be really cool. Um, yeah. Well, right now we offer, you know, a wide variety of custom products, um, custom printed t-shirts, mugs, embroidered hats, um, just a, a lot of laser engraved products. Um, so pretty much any great idea of the week <laughs> that we have, we, we have some kind of a capability to, to try and create it. Uh, and if it's a really great idea and we don't have that capability, we'll, we'll see which one of our, uh, other veteran companies out there can do it for us, mm -hmm. um, just to make it happen. But yeah, just, we, we do offer a lot of things primarily for the EOD community, but as you mentioned, you know, we, we do things for other organizations and military units that, um, call on us because basically if, if we can help them, we will. Um, and that goes back to uh, one of the things I mentioned earlier is every portion of every sale we make goes back to the foundation. So why not help whoever walks through the door if we can? Um, and so that's been kind of our mantra um, for a while now. But yeah, because we make most of this stuff in-house too, uh, I just want to make note that... Um, probably about 85 percent 80 to 85% of the products in our store are are made in our store um, from the hats and mugs and mm -hmm. you know what have you um, and everybody on our team um, was either EOD or family member of an EOD tech uh, with the exception of Howard uh, he's our retail store manager and but he he's come to us with about forty years of retail management experience, and I tell you, uh, during the pandemic when every, all the stores were locked down and we had to furlough uh, all of our employees, uh, I was in there trying to fill orders as best I could, pulling stuff off the shelf, and the our store really looked ransacked <laughs> by the time employees could start coming back and Howard came in and um, yeah, he, he just whipped it right back into shape. And I, basically I can tell when Howard's not here <laughs> <laughs> because he brings something to our team and to our, our function that is just, he just, amazing really mm -hmm. amazing very so. cool yeah. well as we um, approach the EOD Memorial Weekend this year you typically set up a table at the EOD auction of course 2020 presented a lot of challenges for everybody yeah. and looked very different but we're very right. much looking forward to having some level of normalcy this year and um what are you planning for uh, the EOD Memorial Weekend, and what do you think you'll have for sale, and what's your hope for this year? 
Well, our hope for this year is that we can, you know, ultimately put this COVID pandemic behind us and we can get back to normal and not have to get used to a new normal, um, which is something I keep hearing on the news. It's like, this is the new normal. Yeah. Hopefully that's not the case. But uh, so that's my hope for this year. But for the EOD Memorial Week, we're, we're going through all the preparations now to build up our stock levels, uh, just to, to be ready. Um, and we know that, you know, things can change at the last minute. You know, events get canceled. Uh, but as long as something is going to be happening, we'll, we're going to make sure that we're going to be ready for it. Um, so we're looking forward to, to the Memorial Week events this year. Um, and yeah, it's unfortunate that they are going to be scaled back the way they are, but they're totally understandable in this environment. Um, but some of the, the new products though, uh, that we're going to be debuting here in the next few months, um, and definitely for the Memorial week. So some of the exciting news for 2021, um, you know, most people know that we lost Arden Johnson in 2019, and he was a big proponent of the Hawaiian shirt. So we were able to work with a local EOD artist, Josh McCain, to design an EOD pattern and an EOD Warrior Foundation pattern that we had turned into uh, some Hawaiian shirts, which we're going to make sure and have at the memorial this year. Um, right now, they've been ordered. We're just waiting for them to come in. So we're pretty excited about that. And we also have some new t-shirt designs that were created by um, an EOD spouse, Jamie Gibbons, who's, she's a phenomenal artist. Um, so definitely watch out for those. Um, but some of the things uh, that's kind of new for 2021 that came on board at the end of last year, and, and we haven't really advertised this yet, but we have uh, an ability for direct-to-garment printing. And if you're not familiar with direct-to-garment printing, imagine a giant printer that you can, instead of running paper through, you run your shirt through, and it prints the image right onto it. So we basically have that in-house now, um, where, and that's going to give us a lot more capabilities and a lot more products that we can print on, because uh, it's kind of like having a screen printer uh, but without having to deal with the screens, you know, to run the ink through. So uh, definitely be looking out for for that. Um, and we also have some really awesome products coming out from Weathermark Creations, which Weathermark Creations, that's our uh, laser engraver, who's currently based out of San Antonio, but they're actually relocating here to Niceville uh, to be closer. So that's going to be pretty cool, but we're going to have um, some new high-end laser and gray poker sets, uh, some cedar-lined humidors, um, plus all of our glassware with and tumblers, you know, with some new designs on it too. So that's going to be pretty exciting. I, I'm looking forward to that. Mark, uh, thanks for sharing all the new products, the existing products, and the new products that you have coming out and. 
all of us are rooting for Crab Zone to have a fantastic year in 2021. I believe we will. I think uh, there's some light at the end of the tunnel here, and we can hopefully get back to our crazy normal lives. Don't forget to schedule some time off, though. We all need that. Uh, so for, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So for our listeners that have been listening to the podcast today, um, you have really given us some great information and insight into what you and Angelia did to start your business and how your business has grown and also what you offer. And so for our listeners that want to find out what more they can about Crab Zone, how can they connect to Crab Zone? How, how would you like them to contact you or, or to look at the products that you have available? Um, yeah, the, one of the best ways to contact us is by checking out our website, uh, www.crabzone.com. And on there, there's a uh, contact form where, you know, if you want to get some shirts made for uh, your unit or maybe a, a family reunion, um, or vacation that your family is planning on taking, uh, you can fill out the form and we'll reach out to you and, and start working with you on that. Um, or you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Um, and I, I do want to just make note that if you reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook, our social media director, Becca Ryan, who is also a EOD spouse, um, she is really good at getting back to you, um, usually within a few hours. So uh, definitely check us out on there and be sure to, to like our Facebook page, if that's even something people do still, <laughs> or uh, mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram for sure. Gotcha. Well, thank you for sharing that. And before we end this podcast, we're going to go to our last section, which is we like to have a little fun called What's Your Favorite? Um you had mentioned in the very beginning that uh, you're from Tennessee. So I was going to ask you, what is the favorite place you visited? But then I thought, man, nothing's going to top Tennessee. But do you, <laughs> do you, do you have a favorite place that you visited other than Tennessee, which is so beautiful? Oh, I, yeah, it would definitely have to be in Tennessee, uh, mm-hmm. over in the Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg area. Um, went over there on our honeymoon and went back several times since then. I mean, it's just beautiful country. Yeah. So that's probably that's probably the my favorite place to visit. Sounds good. And uh, since you've been going back there more than once, I, I guess it it never gets old. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> yeah, those are great places to go to. So with all this busyness that you're involved in, being a family man and a business owner and all the other things that you do, what's your favorite adult beverage when you want to unwind? Well, probably probably vodka is is my beverage of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, used to be beer, but yeah, over the last few years, it's just... Vodka just doesn't give me as bad a headache. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, as you get older, you have to choose wisely, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say get older because you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say that for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I got you. How about uh, your favorite style of music when you have time to listen to music? Uh, what's your favorite genre or group or whatever? Uh, I'll, I'll say rock, um, 80s rock. 
you know, the big hair bands. That's, you know, Def Leppard, Bon Jovi. That's my, that's my jamming music. There you um, go. My, my two all time favorite music groups though, uh, Def Leppard and Pink Floyd. I mean, those, those are my go-tos. Yeah. Can't go wrong with either one of those guys. And I would ask you what your favorite prank is to play, but I'm afraid that I would find red shoes in my truck, so I'm not going to go there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I appreciate it too. That's funny. Well, Mark, we absolutely appreciate your time today and being on the podcast and also just your incredible generosity that you continue to... um, provide to the EOD Warrior Foundation mm-hmm. uh, through your products and services at Crab Zone. We appreciate your support so much and all that you do for the EOD family. And thank you for being on the podcast yeah, with us you, today. Thank you, Mark. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, it's always a pleasure to, to work with you guys and do whatever I can. Um, yeah, never feels like enough, but I do appreciate it. Uh, We do as well. And uh, you stay safe, and and we will see you very soon. All right. Y'all take care, and thank you again. Thanks, Mark. Thank you for listening to our Behind the Warrior podcast. This series is provided to you by the EOD Warrior Foundation. To learn more, please visit us on Facebook or at eodwarriorfoundation.org. And don't forget to tell a friend.